P-S-N-Y. This is Josh Benjamin, the Bleacher Creatures, Yankees podcast, part of Elite Sports New York, SL Media, Crossing War Gaming, and as always, Rivercrest NYC. Uh, You hear my air conditioning going on in the background because I'm flying solo tonight. We have a special instant reaction episode to The Captain, episode two, which aired on ESPN tonight as the Yankees failed to come back against the Astros and had a doubleheader sweep. Uh, Look, they got to find a way to beat the Astros, plain and simple. It's... Look, it's not uncommon for you to lose the season series to the team that you face in the NES, but look, the Yankees got to figure out how to beat the NES, plain and simple. Enough about that. Let's talk about the cap. The first episode, as we saw, it um, covers, you know, Derek Jeter, where he comes from in Michigan, what his family's all about, how his grandmother was a big Yankees fan, his uh, time struggling in the minors. I also like how over the first two episodes, it's clear that they're telling the story as seen almost through the eyes of his last game at Yankee Stadium in September 2014. Uh, maybe that'll be a nice coda to end it all. But let's talk about this episode. Picks up right where the first one left off. It's the end of the 1995 season. And then the Yankees team, as we knew it, that, that made that wild run to the wild card. They blew it up. Don Mattingly, gone. Buck Show- Showalter, gone. Most of Buck Showalter's coaching staff, gone. In comes Joe Torre. Now, a little backstory on this. I was only aware of Joe Torre in the 90s as someone who managed the Cardinals, and that was only because I had his baseball card as the Cardinals manager. But the back of the newspaper said it all. Clueless Joe. Three managerial jobs, three firings. Hasn't even been to the World Series as a player. So that's who's going to manage these Yankees. But they didn't cover. They reloaded that team, too. They traded for Tina Martinez, who was instrumental beating the Yankees. That's part of that Mariners team the year before. Before They brought in some more pitching. Kenny, Kenny Rogers, who had a perfect game a few, year, a few years prior. He came in. They added Jeff Nelson to the bullpen. Mariano Rivera became a great setup man. And all through the eyes of Derek Jeter, he's viewing this as, okay, I'm theoretically not supposed to be here because, remember, Tony Fernandez breaks his arm at the end of spring training when Jeter's already struggling. And surprise, surprise, he hits a home run opening day against Cleveland. Bats over 300 all year long, becomes rookie of the year. Has some clutch moments in the playoffs. And all of this happens, happens when Jeter is kind of becoming a secret celebrity. He talks about, yeah, like he's going out, and his, his friend, uh, uh, his barber, who also knows uh, Sean Puffy Combs, kept saying instead of taking that one big bite at the Big Apple, he takes all these little bites. Great episode, too, because... You're, we're getting some uh, some drama seeds planted. We're going to see... We got the first look at his early relationship with Alex Rodriguez. We got a look at the first uh, the first time his relationship with Brian Cash running the front office got strained. Just... It's a perfect testament, almost, to how Derek Jeter... Yeah, he cared about succeeding, but he also cared about winning. Like he says about Alex Rodriguez. Okay, he, he had bets. Great. My team's won. And it's true. Alex Rodriguez, before he came to the Yankees, had some great seasons, didn't win anything. He was a good player, great player, probably a better power hitter than Derek Jeter ever was. The difference being, think of Derek Jeter like Ichiro Suzuki, like Alec and I talked about last week. Could Derek Jeter have hit 30, 40 home runs a year? Sure he could have. He was that good of an athlete, but 
he knew he had more value in making his game a game of base hits than inside-out thing. Rodriguez cared about his sets. He cared about succeeding. Derek Jeter cared about winning. That's all he cared about was winning. Two World Series in three years we saw in this documentary. 1996 talks about how the Yankees going up against the Braves. Oh, it seemed like they had no business just being in the World Series. Lost the first two games. Won three, then won again at home. Then the crushing defeat of 1997. You win the World Series, and oh, surprise, early exit from the playoffs. All about how this shaped his view of, as a player. Made him a winner. We haven't even touched into some of some of his seasons yet. We've still got the Subway Series, which we've got 2009. We haven't even got the A-Rod episode yet. Apparently there's a full episode about their relationship. And also, just something about the tablets. I don't know. I'm, I really enjoy, I'm really enjoying this. I'm a 90s kid. I grew up watching this guy. It's like we almost grew up together. He's like that cool older brother or your friend's cool older brother who plays baseball. 1996, it, it just goes on, to, goes on how that was just the start. And how, from that point on, he became a leader in that clubhouse. This, this, not even 25 years old, he's becoming the boss clubhouse. He's the captain. He's the engine makes the Yankees go. And veteran guys like Daryl Strawberry and David Wells, he's getting in David Wells' face for pitching badly during the game. This is the kind of player that is a Yankee, guys. Derek Jeter, born to be a Yankee. He's one of those guys. This is going to be a shorter episode, but hey, just wanted to give you a quick instant reaction. Great series so far. Looking forward to episode three in a few days.